start the show it's me alex i don't know how to start the show anymore uh this this hey guys it's me alex it hasn't made sense in years it, it, it's pointless and stupid much well actually it's probably perfect for my show then pointless and stupid i should probably ramble a little bit in the beginning as well well got that sorted mark that off the list i am named alex i come from a tribe the tribe of Bolin. From a faraway land. A new land, yet an old land. A new land called Jersey. With me, in studio. is a man from nigh a couple miles from the studio. His name is Michael. And he holds the honorific. Producer. Producer Michael. Hello. Hello. Nice day we're having. I wouldn't know. I don't experience joy. Fair enough, ma'am. Here are a couple of things I would like to go over with you. Okay. First and foremost, and that means the side closest to the fore, not aftermost, like a bunch of assholes. I have a book called Periphery, and you can buy it on Amazon. I don't ever fucking bring that up on this show. And I really think that's something I should mention more often. Especially in the beginning of the show, when people probably haven't turned it off yet, out of frustration. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, hit them with it. Periphery. Periphery. Available on Amazon.com. It's a book. It's about periphery. If you're like, man, I could sure like to know more stuff about the sides of what's happening in front of me. Periphery. There's, you know, it's weird and metaphysical and odd. Here are some notes that I have in my file. We're not going to get to that yet, though. That's going to be the second thing I'm going to read. I would like to uh, thank, and while I'm while I'm uh, busy bringing up Twitter and going humana, 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 fill uh, some time. Um, it was, yeah. Uh, so we're not going to get to the uh, white sheet of paper, blank white sheet of paper with a pen on top of it that you reached for when you said notes. Uh, you'll notice that is not a blank piece of paper. I there wasn't are... sure if we were going to bring up the three words written on it. Uh, we're not going to bring it up, but it's not a blank sheet of paper. What we're going to bring up is you're lying to the audience. It's just kind of weird that it just says, I love you. And it's written in a way that would make me think you wrote it and then flipped it upside down to angle it towards me. Well, you know, what's interesting is, um, do you know how to read English, Michael? I do. Yeah, apparently not, because it says, I heart you. Oh. You sack of human cancer. Jeez. Yeah, Jesus is right. Oh, good. All right. So now we're now we can stop vacillating. I found the thing I'm looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank Lydia. Toronto Lydia at Toronto Lydia on Twitter. She has a, a, a blog called On the Other Hand on 
hyphen the hyphen other hyphen hand dot com. Might be dash. I don't remember. I think hyphen's the one that's only one, right? Uh, I think dash and hyphen are the same thing. No, one is two of a middle line and one is one middle line. Oh, and I think hyphen... I thought that had a different name than those. either one of those. I could be way off I thought maybe this is some antiquated bullshit, you know, like, right. you know, two spaces after a period or some things like that. But anyway, uh, she wrote a very nice uh, article uh, about, about uh, this very show. Let me give you the title of the article. It says... Why you should be listening to the Alex cast. Mm. How nice is that? Now, Michael, yeah. did you get a chance to read this? I did, yeah. How'd you, how'd you like it? I, I thought it was great. Some uh, really nice things said about Alex. Um, you know, I, I think it was a little positive. I think you're kind of a miserable person, and the article should have, you know, reflected that. But, um, you know, for what it was, I really enjoyed it. Well... I thank you for that. I'm not a miserable person. I'm a person with a miserable life. I've uh, a very, uh, very positive considering the raging cesspool that is the world that I, I inhabit, and the uh, the way that the world treats me. Yeah, actually, I really like that. Thank you. Thank you. That was poetic and deep, man. As 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 you should expect from a novelist of my of my ilk. Here's the list. The reasons, the aforementioned reasons, Toronto Lydia. Mm, gave mm -hmm. to have us listen. The reason I'm saying that is because I don't want to mispronounce her last name. So at Toronto Lydia is easier than saying her actual last name. One. I am extremely active on social media. I'm not going to read her whole blurb here, at least on this one. It's true. True. Check mark. Truth. He is open to suggestions and audience questions. That first one I changed he to I, and that one I said to he. I hope that doesn't confuse everyone. I think we got it. Okay, good. Um, this one says, um, no, we won't read that one either. Number three, he is intelligent and well-read. Hmm. Well, thank you. While I definitely don't agree with all of his ideas, it's always thought-provoking to see how he's come to his conclusions and why he thinks the way he does. Thank Al you, Lydia. Thank you. I, Somebody had to say Following it. sentence, Alex makes me think about why I believe the things I do and stretches my mind. Well, thank you, Lydia. Number four, he is skeptical. If you told him the sky was blue and cloudless today, he'd go confirm it for himself before assuming it was true. I deeply respect people like that. I am skeptical of you being skeptical. Yeah. It's... That's how skeptical I am. Actually, I read that and went, uh, this is really deep insights. It's the way my brain works. It's not even skepticism. It's just like a deep resounding uh, distrust of everything where it this guy really isn't blue. It's just because, like, that's the way our eyes perceive it. So if we had, like, more cones or rods or whatever, it actually would probably be, like, a violet spectrum. Or, and, oh, yeah, it's probably... It's People probably... love when you break the world down like that, too, man. Do they just get a real kick out of it? Where would you get this information from? Which? Well, you say people love when I do that. Where, where oh, would you I do how that you... as well. But how, how could you possibly know what people think about this show? What? Like, you said people love when I do that. What people have you been speaking to? That's what I'm trying to get out of you. Where did you get your market research? No, this is uh, anecdotal evidence from my life. Oh. Like when you, you know, you really break it down and you're like, well, regardless of how you look at it, the election was obviously rigged. Like, you know. So you're saying people love just it. Just taking when, the cynical approach. You're saying when one does that. When one performs that role Damn, in conversation. Frankly, I thought you were having a nice conversation about the show off air to somebody and I was excited. Damn, Alex. Thanks for completely dashing yeah, that was me, Alex. That was all me. It was. He is totally honest. 
That is true. Me, my 10-inch dick, never lie. If something is shitty, he won't beat around the bush. He'll tell you exactly why he thinks it's horrible. When it For example, Alex, how's the show going? Going very well, thank you for asking. When, <laughs> when it devolved in something that deserved to be described as feces and what should not be done to fix it. <laughs> I know, I, I just, here's the thing. I just misread that horrifically, and I'm sorry. She wrote that sentence far better. Um, I just, I started to think about the word devolved. And um, yes, thank you. I, I try to be honest on the show, though. Um, no, I guess yeah, I am totally honest because I think it's I think it's really obvious when I'm lying for effect on the show. Mm -hmm. Like it's not yeah, it's not like I'm trying to like put one over on someone. Uh, he knows how to follow a rabbit trail. Now this is the this is the highlight of the list for me. Not everyone is capable of continuing to be funny and interesting from when they wander right. away far from what they were supposed to be talking about. But Alex is one of those people. Right, so you, even though you go down a million tangents no, an episode love, no. and don't have, uh, you know, laser sight focus per se. Yeah, I, that, that made me happy because I'm like, yep, that's what I try to do. It's just <laughs> I spit it off backwards and I just at some point exactly. do try to test back in. I test back in is touch back in. He can talk about anything. Someday I'm going to fully test this theory, but I have a strange feeling that he could make a podcast out of even the most loosely connected concepts. If I asked him to find the link between sharks and people who use Ouija boards to speak to the dead, he'd somehow be able to come up with a great story about how, how those two things are connected. Jaws 4. Well, is challenge. Is that the one where the Jaws is generational? Generational Jaws? Um, or is that Jaws 3D? I think that's Jaws 4. I think Jaws that's the one where they yeah. follow him to like the theme park. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what I would say is Ouija boards to speak to the dead and sharks. I actually liked your first answer in that I misheard you and I thought you said Charles Fort. And I went, yeah, it's actually a really clever answer, Producer Michael. That is, uh, that is true. Charles Fort would be a good connection between those two. Um, yeah, I might be stumped. I probably should have thought about that before. Yeah, I thought you were like, you had this all planned no, out. No, I didn't. I actually. That's amazing. I, I thought about it before we did the show. I was like, I have to make sure I remember to bring this article up and I forgot to put it in my notes and I'm, th I'm glad I remembered. Um, yeah, the only thing I, the only thing I can think of is like a very tenuous kind of a spirituality of surfers. And even though they're kind of, you know, risking bodily harm by going into the ocean near sharks and kind of risking the spiritual harm and possible possession of using a Ouija board. Yeah, that's all I got. So maybe I can't talk about everything. Next week, uh, 45 minutes about sharks just, and Ouija boards. <laughs> I googled sharks and Ouija boards, yeah. and the first result is a podcast called Sharks, MTV Reality, Ouija Boards, and Shopping Cart City. So there you go. Well, it's a, a connection does exist. It does. It's we another, just don't know it It's yet. just another shitty podcast that gets confused <laughs> about the topics it's meant to talk about. So now, without further ado, I shall read my Google Keep file. Mm. You hear that? Google Keep file what of a ideas. Cool name. Google Keep. Well, we're going to be talking about that in a second. You just hold right on. Cool. Podcast ideas. And I quote Yes, listener Ted, I do use QI facts and I've spoken at length, spoken on this at length. Please do fuck yourself. Two, Google Keep is better than Evernote for me. Also, fuck Evernote. Three, Pokemon Go is dumb at being good. Four, one rich listener! Exclamation point. Five, <laughs> Can you answer 10 questions off the U.S. naturalization test? Oh, yeah. Audible standard t-shirts donate on for the end of the show. Figure out live show tech specs. Now, those last two were not for you guys. That's for uh, producer Michael and I to talk about. Except for the fact that um, if you go to alexcast.com, click the Audible link, you get a free audiobook, And I get $15. So you should do that. 
I'm going I'm going behind the door and admitting to how much money I make off bang, that. Bang bang. Um this is not Mick Foley. Or I guess I would be Cactus Jack. Sorry, I don't mean to get my Mick Foley errors mixed up. You you may know him as we proved him to be Jesus on an earlier episode with John Myers, uh, probably three John Myers episodes ago. Uh I'm Somebody didn't pay attention. You know, when I took you on the, on as producer, Michael, I would have expected you to memorize at least 200 episodes. Well, that is on my list of ones to uh, get to in the near future. So. Where but dumb. But you didn't. Standard. We'll do that later. T-shirts. You can buy a t-shirt if on Amazon.com and type in Alex Cass, you can find a t-shirt. While you're there, you might as well buy a book called Periphery. And one called The Void Sutures, because technically you have two books. But that first one's old. So, out of this list of podcast ideas, let us start with the one that'll take the least amount of time, just so I can get rid of it. Listener Ted wrote me to say, all of the shit you... I don't have a quote. I, I didn't copy-paste it. But basically said that all of the things I say in the show, I stole from QI, the, the British panel show. Now, there, there's a number of things wrong here. QI is a British panel show hosted by an avowed, strident atheist uh, homosexual by the name of Stephen Fry. I'm a weirdo practicing occultist pussy slayer by the name of Alex Bolin. There is a huge difference right there. Two, I've talked about it a fuckload that I like that show. It is not a big surprise that there's things that happen on that show that have been repeated on here. I'm not trying to give the jokes from that show. I'm sure I'm just using the facts. That mm -hmm. happens. I watch the show. In fact, if you watch uh, the show The Detectorists, another BBC show, quite funny, about uh, amateur metal detector detectorists, they at one point make the QI joke that somebody was repeating something that they saw in QI and claiming to be something that they knew already. This is a common phenomenon, and you, sir, should shut the fuck up. Ted second aspect of this fuck you dick what the hell are you writing in a podcast for for that what the hell kind of bullshit life do you have that you're no, gonna write in a careful man don't burn bridges i'm gonna burn bridges fuck ted oh, god damn it ted come on don't he's angry alex yeah. is drunk and he's raging i'm i'm a little angry because here's the thing is i very rarely get communiques from the audience these days not very rarely actually it's been going back up a little bit because I've been mentioning on the show that I would like to hear from the audience. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. why would you write to me? And that was the whole, that was the whole letter. I like it. Huh. Send more. Not Ted though. Keep going, Ted. So Ted, unless you're going to write in with one in this order, one formal apology. <laughs> and I mean formal, you better be using some fucking polysyllabic words. Two, a compliment about the show. Not QI. Though complimenting QI wouldn't go amiss because I do like QI. But do I like the, Ale the show. Alex Cast episode where you guys rehash the episode of QI about the American prison industry? No, see, this is bullshit because I put the I put a, I put a direct link. <laughs> I, I put audio from QI on this very show. Three, uh, which apology, compliments for the show. Three, from that email address, I want a PayPal donation. You can PayPal donation alexcast at gmail.com. Alex, I spelled with two X's. And what does that get him? The the donation? Well, him, it'll get him, he'll be allowed back to listen to the show. Back in good graces? Okay. Yeah, he'll be, back, he'll be back in the good graces of the show. Okay. Which is important to a lot of fans. A lot of super fans. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing is, um, I figure that if Ted is just a prick, he'll stop listening. But if he's someone that listens to the show long enough, he'll, he'll find it very amusing for me to be going off on him. So I feel like this is kind of like a, 
uh, not too big of a risk. Yeah, I like this. We should start setting traps for people and singling them out. Not really traps. He wrote in to complain about the show and basically called me a plagiarist. Nah, you so, totally set that up by stealing all that stuff from QI. I mean, wait. Yeah, I mean, I think on the other hand, though, um, Lydia is very nice. And that's the name of her blog. Callbacks. Callbacks. So anyway, yeah, so that's that's the note from Ted. I've not deleted it. Ted, balls in your court. But on that on that donation note, there's another, another note I have. One rich listener with an exclamation point. I think I know where this is going. Where do you think it's going? You're looking for the whales of the podcasting listenership. You want those rare few people who will put down the big bucks for the show. This is this is kind of where I'm. Well, it is where I'm going, but for a reason. So, uh, one of the other people that wrote to me, uh, where that I'm actually in somewhat uh, frequent communicate with, that I will leave nameless because he is a very pleasant person, um, and I only call out the jerks. Or people that, it, you know, it seems like they wouldn't mind. I just didn't ask permission for this. But anyway, I've gleaned that this man's life is one of affluence. Jet setter, even. Even though that term's probably not used anymore. But dude's got money, and I'm pretty sure he's not working a job. So I'm thinking some kind of trust fundy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm broke. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily that listener, but I am definitely talking directly to that listener there is a donate button on alexcast.com or just go to paypal and, and send it to alexcast at gmail.com alex with two x's donate to the show mm-hmm. here's why being poor sucks a lot and i can't afford stuff that i need for living i don't get paid for this show except for the sponsorship money from the standard which essentially pays for me going to the standard and really doesn't even pay that much. In fact, it's a really a losing situation. So if you're a listener with, with, uh, what they like to call, uh, uh, what's a disposable income. Sure. Disposable income. Donate to the show. I've done it and I don't even have disposable income. You've donated. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh? Like five bucks or something. Is that Maybe. true? Yeah. Oh, did I thank you on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you got my name wrong. You said George Strait, which is not wrong. That used to be my Twitter handle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I well, I got it right because I didn't know who the fuck you were. Yeah, so you got it right. Yeah. But wrong. Well, no, but you right. got it wrong. You didn't donate under the right name. Yeah, maybe. That's the other way I knew you. Also, there's another problem. There's another listener whose last name is, is uh, is, um, wait, no. Yeah, his last name's Michael. Mm. No, wait, no, that's not right. No, no. What's your name? Michael what? Logan. That's right. His first name's Logan. I knew there was something with that, and I spaced on your last name. Um, well, look, I'm not here to, you know, bring yes, up old, per- old wounds here. You per- know, I, I got over it, man. Well, you know. I'm just saying, you know, the donate button is there. It's there. Donate to the Use show. It. Yeah. And not not like you poor people out there, because I'm one of you. Yeah. I don't donate. Well, actually, I have donated to shows before. Right. When, fact, you, I, when I, you get the feeling that you need to donate. You know, I've, I've donated to the higher side chats wisely. more than once. Yeah, wow. Yeah. They also have a money bomb, so. Yeah, that wasn't why I did it, though. Uh, I just, Greg had just uh, quit his day job to become, like, a oh, basically yeah. a professional podcaster. And I was like, that is the, like, that makes me so happy. Yeah, like was I was badass. Yeah, like, I was, like, really proud of it. I'm like, I don't really have much money, but I'm going to donate some cash uh, to him because that's fucking cool. I felt really bad because I was on Reddit. I asked Greg because I like started the higher side chat subreddit 
And uh, jokingly, I asked Greg, I was like, oh, so can I get free plus or whatever? And then he was like, well, you don't really like post on the subreddit anymore, which was kind of our deal. And I was like, oh, I don't mean to imply that I deserve it rather that I am begging for it. So, yeah, <laughs> well, that's 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 the um, that's the good thing about it is is that's what's happening here is I'm begging. I'm mm-hmm. not really begging. I just there's got to be people out there that have uh, that have income that they're not using. And I don't mean like I'm not asking for all of it. <laughs> it's not a stick up but what I, like what, i'll put it this way like is like let's say you're somebody with disposable income and you're like man i like this alex cash show what i would love to i don't know have a signed glossy photograph or a book or a, or i would like him to to say my name on the show or some kind of request basically i'm saying i'm fine with minor acts of prostitution uh, custom tarot reading on the show. Custom tarot reading on the show, which... Ooh, man. That would be good, and... But to be fair, if it's a custom tarot reading on, on the show, that's actually gotta be, like, a legit donation, because it's, like, a fuckload of work and a lot of time, and I'm kind of tanking an entire episode just for your dumb ass, so we're talking bills there, yo. But anyway, we're not... No one's gonna do this, but it just... It occurred to me that, um... One, I never referenced my book, and two, I never referenced the PayPal donate thing, so I'm just bringing that all up, and if you're shopping on Amazon, click the Amazon link on alexs.com. Unless you have an ad block on, because then it doesn't show up, which I need to figure out. Yeah. I mean, you should just whitelist the site. There's no, you know, intrusive ads or anything. Oh, yeah. If you're listening and you would, yeah, there's no, the only ads on there, the standard yeah. um, audible, like it's all just shit I put up because, you know, I, I think there's an iTunes link. So anyway, moving on from that, donations would be good. I don't expect any, but it'd be cool if, if you're sitting there like, Oh, wow, it occurs to me, I listen to this very, very poor man that every two weeks is down to his last dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I have $2 to to last me until till Friday, and it's, we're recording this on Wednesday. So tomorrow, I have $2 to work with. That's not a lot of money, uh, re-food and, and survival. Yeah, I'm in a similar situation. I'm equally destitute. Yes. Uh, I've started a job a little while ago that has essentially just stopped for the last three or four weeks now, and I just haven't been getting paid. Uh, but there's always a chance that it will just start up again. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And you know, let's let's you know let's let's put it out here, guys. If you donate enough money, I'll even start pay- paying producer Mike a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's in the cards for sure. Well, it's not in the cards. That's why I've never brought it up to you. But if I ever if if ever uh, people started clicking on things and actually started to make any kind of money off the you show, you hear that, guys? I was. You actually... could take a little boy out of the hood, and you could make him a baller. But that's true. I mean, I would have offered, but you didn't let me finish the sentence. So, <laughs> offer incomplete. Offer no longer on the table. You will learn your lesson. We'll get it next go around. It's okay. Now. Yeah, probably. I'm sure I'll forget. Um, moving on, my list of awesome ideas. Google Keep is better than Evernote for me. Also, fuck Evernote. Let us go into details here. All right. I know somebody from Evernote listens to this. Oh, by the way, let's give a little bit of an update. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's part of the charm. Think is the name of the uh, meditation electro- electrolysis, electroshock yep. therapy thing. Yeah. We use them on the E-C-T. show. Think, always spelled T-H-Y-N-C. Exactly. So I did it on the show, jokingly pretending I shocked myself horrifically. Well, uh, well, well talking to them about where I, where I send the think thing for the refund, uh, because I was doing the trial, uh, I forgot that my, my signature in my Gmail is a link to the show, 
uh, and, and my Twitter and whatnot. And the person at Think, apparently, a lot of time in their hands, listened to the episode and, li- and they responded uh, that if if uh, I experienced any kind of unpleasant experience that, uh, you know, it's probably some placement and then invited me to go on Skype to get the placement right. And then later um, started talking to me about the Insane Clown Posse. And it was weird. So think your uh, customer service department, kind of awesome. Uh, thumbs up to you guys. Super awesome. I didn't end up using the product because, well, frankly, I didn't have the money, you know, citing the previous segment. Uh, but that was very nice. So I wrote I wrote to them because uh, I was uh, waiting for the refund. And the same guy wrote me back. And I went, I don't know if I should continue this weird thing we yeah. had. Hey, and same again, guy, talk to your boss. Uh, we're down for a sponsorship. We'll change our tune real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Real quick. Think man. I yeah. If 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 you want plugs, I'll I'm down. As I said, small amounts of prostitution, I'm totally into. But like verbal based prostitution, unless it's a lot of money, then okay, yeah, I'll pro- I'll definitely sell my ass a little bit. Not for just for ladies though. Um, dudes, it's got to be like a lot of money. Like we're talking like 30, 40 bucks. Then you know, <laughs> welcome to the A town. That's both Alex and Anal. Google Keep is better than Evernote. So Evernote was a, it was a thing I've used for a fucking long time. Um, three, four years maybe? Like, I've been using this program for a while. It's it's a cross-platform note-taking uh, uh, system. It's got a desktop client and a smartphone client. Keeps everything all nice and in place. Um, I know some people probably don't feel the need for programs like this. But for me, it's super useful for writing ideas, for podcast ideas. And frankly, I, I use a smartphone, a computer, a tablet, and then my computer at work. And then I think I even at one point had another thing. So I had like six different devices. And this thing was perfect for keeping everything all nice. You could keep things tagged so you can organize them. Beautiful system. Until they changed it, and they said you can only use it on two devices, or you have to start paying. Yeah, I was going to say my impression of Evernote for the last eight years has just been it's, you know, pay-to-play software. You got to put in a little bit of money to make it great. But what you're saying is it didn't used to be like that. It, no, even, no, it, it, it was always pay-to-play. Like, the, the better things were, like, the, the giving money part, the program would have been a lot better. However... For what I'm using it for, it was fucking, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. The free version. There were some little things that would have been better on the paid one, but fine. It was, I was fine dealing with that because it's free. But recently they, um, they said that we have to, um, we have to, uh, uh pay them for what I used on more than two devices. And by two devices, that means dot, oh, you're allowed to use it on a desktop and a phone. I'd be fine with that. Meaning any number of desktops, like you're allowed Desktop access plus a phone, that's two. But if two desktops, that's two devices. Mm-hmm. That's horseshit. That doesn't cost them anything. I get it on phones because that's two different app downloads. I know that's not like a big, you know, strain on a server or whatever, but I, it somewhat makes sense to have it on like an actual platform. But going to the actual web browser version and that counting as one, fuck your fucking face, Evernote. I mean, just you quivering pile of horseshit. So I I ended up looking around and people were telling me Microsoft One uh, I think one it note is one note. I use, yeah. It's awesome. Uh yeah they, they I say, mean it costs money, I think though. Yeah, that's so, what I looked at. So there's money but I involved. Have office, so it's and free for me. There's uh, uh cross uh, uh pollination issues where 
my office on uh, the the office on that machine is not registered to the oh, same yeah. thing as my work computer. Yeah. And then so I was like, all right. But then I found Google Keep. You know what Google Keep is? It's fucking Evernote was like five years ago, mm-hmm. and I love it. And and God bless you, Google Keep. God 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 keep you and bless you because you're a fucking delight. Yep, it's a good thing there's a company willing to scour through every note that you input and sell your personal information in order to give you a free product. Exactly right, because I'm like, sure that Microsoft doesn't do that. Uh, yeah, they do. Actually, Microsoft now is a little bit iffy. Well, they they kind of they you know, but they've always done that. Like that's is that's it? yeah. That that's you you forget Microsoft used to be the big evil before Google took over because people just say whatever's in charge is evil Mm -hmm. it's just the way it works google is a perfectly fine company i've never seen there's zero evidence of them doing anything fucked like i i'm i'm a big fan of google like i get it they own shit and that's scary but they've consistently provided me with excellent products for a lot of years and i've given them nothing oh maybe google play i've i've given them like I've probably given them 50 bucks in Candy Crush credits over the years. <laughs> like, so yeah, Google has gotten 50 bucks off of me. But other than that, they've given me free storage, free email, free everything. Fucking Google rules. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, talking down on it. It sounded because, like you're talking down. Well, I was kind of being sardonic, but I, I actually believe that it's a good service. And, uh, you know, more stuff like that needs to exist. If you don't feel like, you know, you care about that aspect of your privacy, then that's fine. Yeah. And the thing about that aspect of privacy, like I am, I'm a privacy advocate in a certain way, but there's also, this is not a human looking at things. This is not like, Mm -hmm. I'd be weird if there was a person at Google looking at my email, (laughs) Right. I would be weirded out by that. But this is just a fucking thing crawling for keywords. Like it's not, they're not reading your email. No, they're, they're, they're. And more than likely, they're not even including your name with any ads or anything that they sell. Cause what good would that really do? Yeah. Anyone could find out your name. They're just profiling people to better serve you ads that you would like to purchase. Yeah, and the I think the problem is is maybe as much as I do I do deride my ability to use the internet. I I I used to be quite the savvy internet user. I've been on it since fucking Jump Street and at no point was there an expectation of privacy. Like it's the fucking internet. There's no I think it's just people that like misunderstood that thinking like this is this is like, oh, this is, oh, like you're in a closed room with no windows right. or something. Like, no, this is the fucking internet. There's a, you should expect to be spied upon. That's, that should be your, that should be the norm. Yeah. And then under strict, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, circumstances, you may believe that you're, you're kind of privacy in, in, in heavy quotes. But no, at no point did you think, oh, yeah, all this free shit they're giving me. Like, if there was a Google premium that didn't search, I, I still wouldn't use it because fuck, yeah, it's, <laughs> You could, yeah, you have a have a robot crawl my fucking thing. Oh, look, uh, Alex, they, like they think I'm into the insane clown posse, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm with you, man. It is what it is. I I got no bones to pick with it. It's not only got bones to pick. Speaking about bones to pick, fuck Evernote. God, it fucking bothers me. How the two device thing? Just I've rarely been this annoyed at a company. It's. That is fucking, I don't know what it is, like, it's not usury, it's like, something, highway robbery or something, it's just... Yeah, it's bullshit. Too div- it, it's arbitrary, that's probably the thing that annoys me. I, it's not arbitrary, it's the Apple model, it's, you set up a base model that no one would ever want, and then you, like, the next step up, which is just slightly more expensive, 
but nets them just a little bit more money. No, no, no I get that. I'm, you know what I mean? I meant the like, number two is arbitrary. But it's not because two, it's like they can almost justify it like in people's minds. Like if it was one device, it would do nothing. But two is the where it's useful, but not as useful as if you, yeah, you know, see, pay just a little bit more money. I feel, yeah, I like, I, I don't disagree with that. I just feel like two is two is too low. It's it's it's. Oh, it is. I think three should be the free level. I would be not. I would still have given them up, but I wouldn't have gone on a tirade about how much I loathe the company because yeah. three is a useful amount, and I get that they're just being you know money hungry, and that's fine. Their company, etc. But that is it. Just it's such a horseshit thing because I mean, yeah. it's just in in the modern day, most people use more than two devices. Mm -hmm. You know, especially the point of the device is, is note keeping so it's supposed to be cross-platform so right. just you're hobbling your service for no it's yeah. it's comparable to the iCloud storage thing um which basically iCloud it just backs up your phone at night so that way if you throw it off of a bridge or whatever it gets destroyed yeah you go to the store and you get a new phone and like you know however long it takes to download a couple gigs you have an exact copy of your phone or whatever right so that takes up quite a bit of data just depending on what you have um, now their free thing is five gigabytes, which they don't sell five gigabyte phones because that's like an insanely low <laughs> amount yeah. of memory. And then you pay 99 cents a month and that bumps you up to 50 gigabytes. Yeah. Which is like, so, and it doesn't increase. Like, let's say you have a Mac and an iPhone, you don't get five gigs each. It's just five gigs. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's but, super yeah. bullshit. But that's, but here's the thing about Apple is that's why I don't use Apple. I hate their policies. I loathe the way they do business. And that's mm -hmm. why I don't use Apple products. Like I have, I have a, a, a um, iPod touch. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I have one is because uh, there's no other MP3 players that are any good and cell phone batteries uh, last about as long as like 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 a passing breeze. It is just <laughs> if you look at a phone, it runs out of it runs out of battery. They're fucking garbage on toast. Like I I like listening to podcasts and I like listening to many hours of podcasts and that plus you know anything Pokemon Go you're fucked it's over and yeah so I, I like to have a separate unit for for uh, MP3s and no one makes a good one anymore, which is unfortunate because. The iPod kind of blows. Like mm -hmm. a lot of other companies, maybe like like Microsoft, the Zoom, exponentially better than the iPod. It was such a fucking intuitive, really lovely platform. I'm not being facetious. It, re it was really, really good. But um, uh, Apple sheep just just don't want to look at things that aren't Apple, and it just you know it's Apple sheep. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of people that use Apple that just think, oh, Apple equals good. Well, it does. Well, not really, except for the fact that it's 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 hobbled by its own design. It's it's garbage on toast a lot of times. Like, yeah, if you're like what? Well, okay, you just talked about the the the, the cloud thing where they're making a model specifically to kind of bilge more money out of you. Uh, yeah, but that's for uh, you know, cloud based. You know, no, no, I got it. Backups. Uh, you could also just use your computer. No, no, like I, you would with any other phone. No, no, I no, I understand. It's just it's you're you're again. It's just you know trying to basically just pilfer more like you squeeze I even know. more money out um i just feel like that's more of the status quo now i feel like apple changing more plugs than anything, uh like you know the new headphone thing they're trying to pull that's that's great uh being the only one that doesn't want to use uh micro usb uh that every other phone company has decided that it's the one to do it uh they which they've had a history of doing everything like that uh 
horrific cross compatibility, uh, not being able to choose settings that you want unless you jailbreak your phone, not letting you do things on your phone just because, no, fuck you, we know better. No, it's a totalitarian piece of garbage. And yeah, they look nice and they run well the way they want it to run. But, you know, I don't want your phone. I want my phone the way that I want it. So th that's of the many reasons. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of phones are going, unfortunately, they're shifting towards that same model of uh, removing like the headphone jack, going away from the micro USB. Like a lot of like the Samsung no, rumors are that the, the next phone won't have headphone jacks as well. And I know that I think. Well, it's, all, it's USB-C is what they're moving towards. Is that right? Yeah. Which is just micro USB. It's just the next, it's the next thing up. Yeah. I think it's called C. I forget. It's just the next speed up, but it's still, but they're backwards compatible. What are the they... next, the next plug they're using for, for data transfer is backwards compatible. So you'll still be able to use them on your old phones. What? Yeah. Like this, like the micro USB, it's going to be the same shape or whatever. Hmm. And then uh, th maybe that C is shaped more like the lightning port. I think. Yeah, no, this I think really boring and uninformed. No, no, but also I'm totally wrong <laughs> about that. I was thinking, um, they, there was, there was a, one generation back, they were playing with a different uh, a oh. different plug size, but they it was a plug that was combined of two different plugs, so you could use the old oh, style. Right, right. Um, which I thought, I mean, I didn't like the the I didn't like the way it looked or worked, but I liked that they kept, but they did it in a way that you could still use all your old devices and all your plugs. But anyway, um, yes, I do, I just don't like I don't like doing things the way other people tell me to do it, and then having no option it just bothers me. Or you got to go through the whole jailbreaking thing, which frankly. I'm not that good at stuff, and I don't want to brick my fucking phone because because it doesn't work right. So anyway, don't like Apple. Don't like uh, don't like Evernote. You know what I do like? Booze. You know where I like to drink it? I mean, I do. Do you? Yeah. Do they at home? Who knows? Well, do you think we should tell them? I yeah, I think we should tell them about the goddamn standard. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about 14 Northeast 22nd, the goddamn standard. Well, you have the goddamn standard. That's my uh, that was my Batman as the standard voice. <laughs> and um, frankly, I thought I could do a better Batman until I tried it right there. And um, a little upset with myself. Would would have thought better. Uh, I can drink this pain away at the standard. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Here are some new things about the standard you guys should know. Nothing. It's all the same. It's all perfect. Uh, there's pinball. There's pool, shuffleboard, a large patio outside for the nice summer weather we're having here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Uh, there's uh, slushies with alcohol in it that uh, if you want to, you know, get drunk and diabetic, uh, fucking enjoy. Good stuff there. I can't imagine drinking that much sugar. I'm sure they're delicious. Don't get me wrong. I'm just like, that's just, oh, that just seems... Boy, that seems like a lot of sugar. Like that's just that's just weird. But anyway, I'm sure they're delicious. I watch people drink them. They have fun and they're young and they dance around <laughs> like like old iPod commercials. Right. Um. Yeah. Tonight's Wednesday. Dollar hams. There's a good happy hour. Just go there. 14 Northeast 22nd. Facebook.com/slash/the-standard-pdx. Look like. While you're on Facebook, go to uh, Facebook.com/slash/the-alexcast or Alexcast. Whatever. Find Alexcast on Facebook. Look like. You also like the Echo Chamber Studios, which we're currently in. Only once you like the standard on Facebook, then you have my permission to die. Oh, that was pretty bad, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I um, just wanted to bail you out. I appreciate the bailout, but I think your Bane was worse than my Batman. That's fine. Batman's way easier. So that's what that feels like. That was pretty bad, too. <laughs> Look, I mean, 
I got nothing. I got no excuse. Oh, I'm for... the darkness. No, I can't do it either. Yeah. It sounds like Sean Connery. Yeah. I mean, not even sound like sure. It sounded like just, somebody with a bad accent doing. Just listen to uh, the, the Kevin Smith do it, and then it sounds easy. No, I've listened to Doug Benson do it, who does a uh, terrible job at it. Yeah. But that's why I was thinking I could do it. I thought I could at least do his terrible version. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't come out right. Wait, check it out. Check it out. I'm gonna pull my hair back and do a Jack Nicholson impression. Well, no, that's Ronald Reagan. Damn it. Hi, this is Colin Ferguson. I play Sheriff Jack Carter on Eureka. Hi, this is Bernard Robichaud. I play Cyrus on the Trailer Park Boys. Hey there, it's Adam Curry from the No Agenda Show. Hi, this is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from the first Star Wars trilogy. This is Father Robert Ballasera. Hello, this is Brian Brushwood, host of Scam School. And I dreamed the dream of the perfect book show. When I woke up, it was the book guys. And you're listening to The Book Guys. Book Guys. Book Guys. The Book Guys. You're listening to The Book Guys. The Book Guys show where we talk about books, audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, film and television, you name it. We're about more than just books. Search for Book Guys show today in your favorite podcast app. Hey, Paul. Wait, who said that? This is Orson Scott Card. I thought I was the book guy. Now I find out you're the book guy. What am I? Oh, I guess I'm just the author of Ender's Game. Okay. Book guys. Professional ass shit. Professional ass shit. Professional ass shit. Going back to my list of ideas. Michael, what did you have to talk about? There was some kind of UFO thing. Oh, yeah. You want to jump into that? I do, because the other note I had is that Pokemon Go sucks, um, and I'm tired of talking about Pokemon Go. All right, man. Uh, Let's see. Let me pull up the story of Jesse Long. Next up is the, this is the second story, so don't be confused by the... Well, also, I think we have to set up what the hell you're doing right now instead of just reading it. I think if once I start reading this story, you'll get the idea, but go ahead. It's... uh, No, you said, I don't know what you're doing. I didn't read the article. Oh, God damn it, Alex. I thought you were just going to throw... Why would I do it? The whole point of this is... I'm the I spring it upon you. No, it's that I'm the the point of the show. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna pull the, right. pull back the curtain. Let's break it down, guys. Fuck. I'm the idiot professor. That's okay. my job on the show. So we have you read up on things. Is no one's buying this? I just didn't read it. All right. <laughs> so what we have here, guys? What we have here? You at home, specifically. Uh, the five most convincing alien abduction stories. Now, to me, that title's a little overblown since, uh, you know, I, I might not agree with that. But, but Alex, you're walking away. I can't I, hear you. Just keep talking. Why? Why would I? I, I mean, I. I'm just going to the, just going to grab a beater. All right. I so, first up, first up. I, I have good hearing. First up, we got Jesse Long. Uh, the horrific story of the abduction of Jesse Long. Jesse Long is a man from Tennessee who claims he was first abducted by aliens in 1957 when he was just five years old. Jesse and his brother were playing on a hill behind his house. So what are you talking about? When they came upon what appeared to be a roundhouse under construction. The two boys obviously hadn't seen enough sci-fi horror movies because instead of fleeing, they stayed to examine the UFO-like object closer. So they were just they they were walking around at night. So this is this is like like America's Got Talent, Justin Long, right? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I don't know what America's Got Talent is. I also don't think that's the show he's from. There was some famous kid called Justin. Keep going. I'm sorry. Don't let me interrupt. Justin you. Long isn't he from Live Free and Die Hard? I, look, just he was keep, in Tusk. It just Kevin just Smith. just 
just I'm keep a Kevin going. Smithophile. Yeah, just just keep going. Just don't listen to me. All right. Then, according to, to Jesse, a tall man appeared this. next to him and flashed him with a bright light. Jesse was instantly paralyzed from head to toe. Jesse didn't remember anything more about the event until years later when he went underwent some hypnosis sessions. Ooh. Now, During, <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. I'm just having a problem with the, how many times they use his name in this article. Uh during the sessions, Jesse remembered himself and his brother being led down a long hallway that separated. Jesse was placed on a flat table, and he recalled an object being implanted into his left shin. Mm. The object remained inside Jesse's leg for 34 years, mm. until in 1991, he had an operation to remove it from his leg. No. Okay, here's, here's, here's some follow-up questions for you, mm -hmm. you being the, the house expert on this. Mm-hmm. Where is the object now? Uh, the object appeared to be a shard of glass, which is not an answer to your question, which I thought it would be. However, it was sent for further research at a laboratory, and the research came up with some extremely bizarre results. Ooh, do tell. The Southwest Research Institute, who examined the supposedly alien object, had this to say. The object had a very remarkable composition. It exhibited unique surface characteristics that cannot be explained, and that... The questions outnumbered the answers. Jesse claims that he had been abducted again multiple times over the years. And uh, in one particular abduction, he was forced to crossbreed with what he believed was a female alien being. Mm, finally. Yeah. You knew where this was going. Um, Bot stuff. Yeah. So this guy, you know, he had uh, abductions his whole life. And they pulled something out of his left shin, and they couldn't explain it with science, according hmm. to this article. Interesting. It's hard to tell with choice quotes, but that's now, let pretty me, interesting. Let me let me uh, let me counter your point here. Are you trying Please. to prove this horse shit to me? Mm -hmm. this, yeah, this I'm bunk. strongly on the side of Jesse here. He this, sounds like this, a well. Yeah, I get well it. Well, guy. Jesse's the greatest guy ever. I wish there was a Jesse cast. I hear you loud and clear. The uh, there there was a. It was a documentary that, well, I haven't watched it, but it, it, Mysterious Universe talked about this. There's a documentary about a guy, a doctor, that uh, was basically, would took out a whole bunch of these implants. Like, he has, like, a history of it. Like, he had mm. one himself and whatever. And they did find uh, peculiarities with the things that they found. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, I think one was giving off EMF. That's electromagnetic frequencies. Mm -hmm. It's a type of radiation. But don't worry, a lot of things are like radiation, like light, and you won't get irradiated by it, but it, technically, you are. Yeah, like bananas. That is true. Potassium, slightly radioactive. Also, uh, nuclear reactors, slightly radioactive. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm actually kind of, this whole implant thing is um, interesting to me. The other the, the other option to the it being aliens is there's, there's a thing called, uh, those are um, those are abductions, and then there's a thing called... Um, I don't know. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Look up um, military alien abductions. They're called. Uh, there's a there's a term for it that basically it's a. Uh, see what that comes up with. The Orion Project, My Labs, military. My Labs. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so the the other option is that there's kind of a breakaway civilization uh, that is far more technically technologically advanced than what we know of. And that what these with these uh, alien objections actually are are these people using 
uh, the, their advanced technology to do experiments on us for some reason. Now, I don't really, in both both scenarios, I don't understand why they would need to abduct us to do experiments. It mm-hmm. seems strange because, one, there'd be volunteers aplenty. Mm-hmm. Two, I mean, that's I just need number one. Yeah, but, raise people in captivity very easy to do yeah if like if they're <laughs> if they're actually like super evil or whatever or right. two like you could abduct them from like places that don't have internet and tv right like you could just like go to like you know tribes people in in in, in the amazon or something you know? yeah you also don't necessarily have to abduct people fishing on a lake seems a little difficult just to be honest i mean seems easier to just go for someone walking on the street well there's difficulty the points involved true... i don't know if you knew that Oh yeah, is it a game? Yeah, it's like Death Race two thousand, where like the 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 harder or more impressive the kill they they get, the more points they get. Right, sweet three sixty anal probe, bro. Exactly. So they're like kind of the uh, the Frankenstein uh, played by David Carradine of of alien abductions. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because as much as I on paper I I very much think it's horseshit, like this whole alien abduction thing, because it just seems too far fetched, but. There's a lot of people saying talking about it, and then also these weird implant things. So like, yeah, I'm I'm a it's it's that's one of the more horseshit things that I kind of it's not like I believe in, but I'm far more open minded towards it than I think I normally would be given the kind of you know that whole extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'm still kind of there with it. Like there's there's yeah, it just seems it just seems like there's way too much of it going too far back kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I could also see it being just straight up like clandestine uh, military. Well, that's the my last thing. Yeah. Um, even if it's not like advanced technology, even if it's like psychological testing to just see like, can we just fuck this person up like either with drugs or like sensory inputs to where they think that they are literally being abducted by aliens? Like, how but hard is that to do? And you I think know, that would be advanced technology at that point to try to implant the idea of aliens. Or, you know, sophisticated, you know, sets and props. I mean, I, yeah, I, I suppose. I still I still feel like at that point you're dealing with sophisticated technology. Yeah. Like, I think by the time you're getting to, like, this entire play acting thing where, like, you think they're aliens, it just, at that point, I think that is beyond the, 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 the realm of normal, you know, military type stuff. Because also you have to be abducted out of a house without anybody seeing you and all that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It just depends on the uh, the circumstance. So... Let's take another look. Uh, the next case is very rare because it's one of few the few alien abduction cases that doesn't end in mutilation, death, or weird alien babies. I was unaware of that statistic. Uh, it actually yeah, has a happy a ending. Uh, I thought that was most of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> John Salter Jr. was traveling on the highway with his son when suddenly they discovered they were driving in the wrong direction and they had lost an hour of time. Now we all know what happens next. The two men had no memory of what happened during their lost hour and continued with their journey as normal. However, a little while later, they apparently saw a UFO in the sky. Seeing the mysterious alien craft in the air jogged John and his son's memories, and they started to remember the strange and disturbing events that took place during their hour of lost time. What do you imagine they recalled? Them making sweet, sweet love to each other inside of the truck and having to make up this fantastic story so they don't know about their unbridled yet completely unsanctioned uh, father-son uh, sexcapade. What gave it away? Was it the use of the word happy or words happy ending? 
Uh, no, I was just thinking what I would do if I was in a truck with my dad. Uh, The two men recalled seeing a group of children and a taller half-human, half-alien creature. However, the men both said they were not afraid of the aliens. They instead felt extremely protected, and they felt a strong connection with the alien beings. The two men were then guided into a room by their new alien buddies, where they underwent a thorough medical examination and peculiar procedures. However, unlike any other alien abduction victims, John and his son reported an overall improvement in their health. Oh. Hmm. By far the weirdest part of their story, and the thing that makes it the most believable, is that John had a scar on his forehead. However, after his abduction, the scar had completely vanished. Duh? (laughs) The fuck it did? Uh, Is there photographic evidence of this? Nope. Yeah, see, that would have helped... Me, you know, in the in the lending more credence thing. This is here's the thing. There's a lot of positive uh, alien abduction stories. Like, it just depends on where you go for it. Like there's the um, the uh, the they call them the Nordic aliens. They're the ones that look like they're from Norway. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like these big tall blonde aliens. And a lot of their stories are like, well, actually, there's a lot of fucking involved in those. So I guess technically that's reproduction. So it does break that list. But a lot of those are just like, hey, let's go take a ride around the galaxy, and now I'm gonna fuck this Nordic looking lady in a spaceship. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of those stories and that's, you know, that's not horrible or, you know, uh fucks with your with your health at all. It's just, you know, having sex with a Nordic lady. Mhm. Enjoying yourself. Yeah. Well, if it is a breakaway civilization, they got to, you know, insert DNA, you know, where they can, if you know what I mean. Yeah, vaginas. PNV, yeah. Yeah. Uh so PNV. PNV. PNV? Penis in vagina. Oh, yeah. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Yeah, I saw that movie. Put the wee-wee in the wee-wee. Um, Ew. Okay. Anyway. I didn't know you were into, like, golden shower play. Oh, not that. Jesus, Alex. Jesus. You no, just, I just oh, have similar Jesus. hair. Just have similar hair. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Frederick Valentich. In most alien abduction cases, the abductee is somewhat safely returned to Earth, and then they tell others of their abduction. But this adds a level of uncertainty into the validity of their story because they could, of course, be making it all up. That's what makes this next case so believable because unlike in most abduction stories, Frederick was never, ever seen again. My God. (laughs) 20-year-old Frederick was an aspiring pilot in Australia until the 21st of October in 1978 during a training flight off the southeast coast of Australia, something completely unexplainable happened. During his flight, Valentich radioed Melbourne's air traffic control to advise them that he was being shadowed by an unidentified craft flying about a thousand feet above him. My God. Frederick said the craft was circling his own and it was emitting an eerie green light. He then told air traffic control that he was experiencing engine problems. Air traffic control asked him to describe the other aircraft to which Frederick replied, It's not an aircraft, and then suddenly the transmission was interrupted by metallic scraping sounds, and all contact was lost. Wow. Now, uh, I would like you to repeat that transmission, but in the proper accent. Uh, Let's see, where is it? Uh, It's not an aircraft. Yes. Uh, It's not an aircraft. It's not an aircraft. (laughs) That's not an aircraft. That's not an aircraft. (laughs) This is an aircraft. Oh, (laughs) scraping sounds. Uh, Yeah, so even after a four-day search of a 1,000-square-mile you know, area, he was never found, and uh, nor was his craft. So spooky. Yeah, um, I would, here's here's the problem with that one, foreign. So I just, I don't trust it. I don't it. know. I like all the ones with pilots. Those all have some pretty good 
credence to me. Then there's a few of them. Yeah, there's a lot of pilot reporting, and there's I forget who it was. Somebody that works for the uh, FAA, not like some uppity up, but somebody was you know that works there was uh, saying that um, something along the lines of like if if you knew how many pilots have seen one, it would fucking blow your mind. Like every pilot has every pilot has seen like a not even just a UFO, like he's seen a fucking spaceship from another planet. Except it's a weird thing to do, and you can't really report it because everybody right. thinks you do like a fucking lunatic. But it's kind of like this you know kind of kind of said but unsaid thing that every pilot is just well aware of this which is pretty pretty creepy yeah i agree we should ask that guy that uh jumped out of a plane over the weekend if he saw one. Oh, i didn't did you see that? that no this dude jumped out of a plane with no parachute and landed in a big ass net and uh lived oh how cool good for him man no not really it seemed pretty stupid actually he was doing this as like a stunt no, just purely accidentally. He just jumped out of a plane and he just happened to catch... He was like, oh, look at that giant nut. I guess I'll aim for that. No fucking way, dude. Yeah, of course. No uh, way. No, he did it on purpose. It was oh, like... Okay. Uh, like this, he's the first I thought person. it was like a James Bond moment. I was like, are you serious? He just found it. No, he set up like this like big... Himself? This giant, fancy, like, right. future net. But yeah, he's the first person to ever do it. He didn't have like one huh. of those squirrel suits on or anything. He was just like straight oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that. I... It's a video. I didn't want to watch it because I was thinking like, hey, you know what? The Of the two options, one is a guy splats to the ground and the other is a guy lands in a in a net. Now, a guy landing in a net is very unexciting and I don't want to watch a man splat on the ground. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do is not watch this. Yeah. yeah safe, was, safe call. Yeah. But uh, you actually took the time and uh, committed this historic moment to memory. So that way you can tell your great grandkids about it. No, it's some other podcast was talking about. It's the only way to know about it. Oh, uh. my bad, man. Your Batman? My Batman was pretty good. No, I'm not going to do it again. I was raised in the shadows. <laughs> Wait, maybe <laughs> I put my head in front of my face. I was raised in the shadows. It no. helps. I, I was, I can, yeah. I got like a weird like Kermit thing going there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. Okay. I oh, he's a hero you deserve. Uh, Travis Walton. And finally, is the spooky convincing Fire in the sky. Uh, Travis is an American logger. I think they meant to say Travis was an American logger who, on the 5th of November 1975, at 22 years old, was working with a logging crew in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest in Arizona. When Travis and his crew finished for the day, they were driving home in the same truck when all the men spotted a bright yellowish light from behind a hill up ahead they drove closer and they saw a large golden disc hovering above a clearing the driver stopped the truck and walton leaped out and ran towards the disc the others shouted at walton to stop and come back to the truck but he carried on regardless the rest of the crew insist that they saw blue green light come from the disc and strike walton walton then rose a foot into the air and his arms and legs outstretched and then he disappeared along with the hovering gold disc yeah, the other men reported it to the police when they got home. Uh, the sheriff reported that all the men were distraught and two of them were in tears. A large search party then carried out a search for Walton over the next few days, but there was no trace of him. Until five days later when Travis Walton mysteriously reappeared. Disturbingly, Walton had lost a significant amount of weight during his five days of lost time. His story reached national news and he has since wrote a book detailing his apparent encounter with a UFO. It's called Fire in the Sky. That's why I said Fire in the Sky earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, they made a movie out of it, uh, which maybe you've seen, called Fire in the Sky. 
I don't think so. Travis Walton is incredibly famous in the ufology in the ufology community. He, he he's on the talk circuit. Like, yeah, he's super famous. Yeah. Okay, I he, knew that. Did you? No. Because you're shaking your head, and the audience can't see that. Yeah, that was because, for you, and then I was lying onto the microphone. Somebody didn't bring a camera woman this week. I was going to, but I thought that was too soon. No, it was. I would have been really awkward with it because, like, I'm not like it's too hot man can we wait for it to cool down a little bit shit yeah well it's actually it's quite cool in here it's just you came from hot land yeah but also i would like to be like if oh so people what we're talking about here is 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 uh uh michael uh and i were basically was going to have some pictures of of us in the studio talking because i've been asked i'm gonna say at least eight times over the past few years that like um i the they would like to know what I look like. ASL, baby. ASL. Yes, and they would also like to know my age, sex, and location. Yeah. Or English as a second language. <laughs> but um, the problem is I don't have a lot of photographic evidence of me uh, out there. And if you're not friends with me on Facebook, I don't know that you can find pictures of me. I mean, you probably could if you put, like, a solid amount of effort in. Oh, maybe there's some on Instagram. But anyway, the point is uh, I, I finally caved in and said, you know, maybe we should do this. Uh, mostly because now we have tapestries in here and uh, it looks less depressing. That's actually what I was going to say before is I find myself far less uh, 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 overwhelmed by the stark awful of this room because it's not nearly as stark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and especially the uh, tapestry you have hanging up right behind me. It's very calming, I would imagine. I no. just like the coloring of it, you know. It's, oh, it yeah, no, it's nice, me. but it's it's fine. I just I just figured because there's a bookshelf behind me, I might as well put one there because I think it kind of uh, balances things out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the feng shui. The feng shui. But anyway, Travis Walton, yeah, he's a famous dude. That movie is scary as fuck. There's a really fucked up scene where the aliens are putting a needle in his eyeball. And that uh, screwed me up for many, many years mm. uh, after seeing it. Cause it's called Fire in the Sky? I... You might want to look that up. And, I think I might have seen. And you're gonna have to look it up because I actually don't have a computer in front of me anymore. Yeah, what happened to the tablet or whatever, the computer of the future? Um, I forgot to um do that. I will for next show. Okay, I'll hold you to that. Please don't. <laughs> but uh, is that the name of the movie? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, I think I've seen a few clips from this and uh, seen it on Netflix quite a bit. Never actually committed to watching it, but. Now that I know, uh, you know, it has some high praise, maybe I'll give it another shot, like Buckaroo Banzai or yes. anything else you've told me to watch. Yeah, you really haven't followed up with a lot of the things that I've told you to watch. Uh, to be fair, though... Um, you've got a lot of time in your hands, you have no excuse. <laughs> yeah. No, to be fair, I did pull up the Buckaroo Banzai trailer to show Mel last night, like, hey, we should watch this, and then we could talk about it on the podcast. And uh, we just were too busy. She had a job interview this morning, so we were getting ready for that. And sorry, Alex, you know, I can only procrastinate until the day before the podcast. If I if there was somehow I could procrastinate and get things done two days beforehand, I would have a lot more time. But it's just not the way I work, man. Yeah. To be fair, that one actually just I just told you to watch like for you to watch it. Yeah, no, to like get that pleasure actually, out of it. I yeah, know. yeah, really. I, I want and, to watch it. It had like nothing to do with the show. They're just like, oh, just yeah, as no, a personal I recommendation, I, I think actually this would bring some joy to your life. Which yeah. is what, that's what makes me put it off. Then I'm like, uh, mm. Buckaroo Banzai or, you know, first episode of season two of Gotham, which would like enrich my life. Uh, okay, go with the other one. Well, uh, on that note, I want you to guess what I'm watching right now. 
season one of Gotham? No, because you know I've watched Gotham because you've listened to the show and mm-hmm. I've got off at length about my joy and love of Gotham. No, mm-hmm. no, no another guess. Uh, think, think the fact that I'm making you guess, you have to think more pathetic than Gotham. Uh, you're, you're not still watching Supernatural, are you? No, I've run out of Supernatural. Night. Wait, did you finish it? Like, well, there's like two season? seasons left. I, I watched the ones that were on Netflix, but I think there were a couple seasons back. Yeah, yeah, those are a little bit behind. I think only one season behind. Uh, well, I think they're in season 12, and season 10 is the last one on there. I don't know, man. Are you watching that 70s show? I'm not. Uh, I'll give you a hint. I'm from the 90s. Oh, I know. Are you watching Pokemon? No, I did watch a bunch of those, but like... I they're just they're almost unwatchable. Oh, I, I it was just kind of fun to it was just they're bad. It was they're just kind of fun bad. to have on in the background, but then it really just it started to get on my no. What I watch? I'm I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. Oh man, yeah, I yeah. never watched that. It's a great show, but boy, do I not need to watch it again. And I just <laughs> I just I, I was I was gonna watch uh, uh, Stranger Things because everybody tells yeah. me how great that show is, and everybody said it to me at this point that now I feel like I'm never gonna watch it because too many people have told me to. And I'm kind of at my heart a contrarian. Everybody seems like into the soundtrack, which I guess is like uh, there's some kind of like vapor wavy kind of 80s aesthetic to it or something like that. So everybody's like, oh, this is going to be the mainstream conduit to, uh, you know, Internet subculture. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, that's way too much pressure. I don't know if I even want to watch well, this now. But they're also saying that a lot of it is references to 80s movies. Like, it's supposed is to be it? like this uh, this big kind of... And I didn't really like the 80s that much. Like, <laughs> a lot of those movies suck. So, yeah. I'm not... I am not. I mean, I'll probably watch it eventually, but it's just... It's reached this point where too many people told me about it that I'm... Now I'm just kind of like, fuck you, I'm not going to watch it. Too many people have told me to watch it. The Mirror of Erised is a very old device. Nobody knows who created it or how it came to be at Hogwarts School. A succession of teachers have brought back interesting artifacts from their travels, so might have arrived at the castle in this casual manner, either because the teacher knew how it worked and was intrigued by it, or because they did not understand it and wished to ask their colleagues' opinions. The Mirror of Erised is one of those... Okay, we're done. This has been the Alex cast. That, that has been would have a... been better in a British accent. I can't do a British accent. Come on, mate. All right, I'll try. All right. Just as British witches and wizards do not use electricity or computers, they have never turned to metrics. They are not governed by the decisions of the Mughal government. So that's not... Is that any... <laughs> we're close to a British accent? Uh, I don't know, man. That was pretty, like, uh, low class, if anything. That's what... No, I... But that's... I don't really know how to do it, because I feel... Anytime I listen to, like, a... Like, kind of a posh British voice, it just... I... I've listened to Stephen Fry too much that it just sounds like regular, like I can't hear the accent anymore. It's just, it's, it's melded in. So anyway, the point is I need a sugar daddy. Donate to PayPal. Uh, Bringing it all back. At the Alex cast uh, on hyphen, the hyphen, other hyphen hand.com. Check out Lydia and her fine Alex cast article. I will try to remember to put a link in the show notes. No one looks at the show notes, so I probably won't remember to. Um, Buy my book on Amazon, Periphery, um, that kind of thing. Click the Amazon link before you buy stuff on Amazon and alexcast.com. Buy shit on Audible. Help me. It's what I'm asking you. Help me. We're at the point in the studio now that um, um, we don't even have a studio computer anymore. And Michael has to bring his own computer. So that's pretty sad. So maybe one of you rich fellas out there. Let's get a nice fucking Alex Cast supercomputer up in this bitch. Yep, yep, yep.
You can uh, find all that on alexcast.com. Oh, sorry. I was mid 90s ska for a moment. Jesus, dude, you went right into it. You had that on well, deck. Well, that's that's what, less than Jake's suburban rhythms uh, is 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 um is how they started. They say broop sticker ha ha sticker broop sticker ha ha stick, and then they then the horns stick in kick in. Um, the other word I had in my notes here was the word lonely that I just circled. We'll get to that next show. Uh, you wrote that down after I said you were miserable, I believe, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking of, because I was trying to, basically, I, I'm not so much depressed as I I have very little social life, and, and I, I I can't find, like, a, like a dating life to, to save my life, and at this point, it may be saved my life, so it's not that I'm actually, like, miserable, like, I'm not, like, depressed for no reason, it's just, boy, there's not a lot of good things happening, so uh, I was going to bring that up, and then I realized, uh, that's why I didn't bring it up, because, like, I don't want to go with this, other than, like, I mean, I guess if you're like a single lady in Portland, you know, maybe ask me out or something. No, enjoy a new song from Minis at home. Consciousness during my big dance number. <laughs> Those strings pulling me every which way jostled my heart from its slumber. And you wanted to take him to the hospital. Oh, and you didn't? Smithers, make me slap him. Make me slap you. Smithers, make me slap him. Make me slap you. Now both. Just you. Now give me a taste. Now both again. Make me slap you. Slap you. 